Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Samich Zayid. Today's daf has been sponsored by Mr. Ike Shchebad in honor of his parents, Jack and Marilyn Shchebad. Hashem Alehim Yehyu Amen. Today's daf is being studied Le'inun Nishmat Acham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanichem Begin Aiden Amen In our previous daf we were discussing the subject of Bitul Reshut which means if you have members in a Hatser in a scenario where one of the members forgets to partake in the Eruv and basically he ruins it for everybody else to carry because now there's a member that is not part of the Ayruv so they're not considered all one so the Rishut is not considered united Uh, the solution for that uh, is (coughs) that fellow uh, would make Bitul Rishut meaning he would nullify his uh, rights to the Hatser to the other members, and therefore by desisting from the Hatser, everybody else is considered united, and technically they would be able to uh, carry in the Hatser. So we discussed the different parameters and ramifications when this is said and when this is not said. Uh, we saw an opinion of Shemuel, and Shemuel basically said that in a, his rule was in a place where Without an iruv, if you don't make an iruv, it's forbidden to carry, and the iruv makes it permissible to carry. Gemara gave the example of that. Two chatserot, zu lifni mizu, back to back from each other, which means you have the inner chatser, right? Then you have one that is uh, in front of it. So then <coughs> he held that in that case it is permissible to uh, make the uh, bitul. For example, if one of the members uh, did not uh, partake in the Ayruv, they are able to be mevatel. Uh, so that would be uh, one scenario where Shemuel says it is permissible to make bitul. When you have Hatserot that are back to back. Regarding that, we have a, another subject uh, regarding making bitul and hatserot that are next to each other whereas in that case Shemuel said when it's zu besad zu and they're attached by a common door so then that would be a case of since they could each make their eruv separately meaning each hatser on its own can make their own eruv so they, and it's not asud uh, without making a shituf uh, so therefore, in that case, uh, there is no option for making uh, bitul uh, in, the, uh, in those two type of hatserot. Again, the logic behind Shemuel is that the rabbis were only lenient in a case where there is no other options. Uh, so therefore, if the only way to metakin, let's say, hatser, hitzona, and pinimit, the only way to fix it, since they're connected, and the pinimi has reshut, walking rights in the front, so the only way to fix them together to carry would be through an Ayruv, so therefore they were lenient also with Bitul. But in the case of the Hatserot that are on the side of each other, 
So they were not lenient in that case. Just each one can make a separate eruv. They don't affect each other, which means even if one of the Hatsirot does not make an eruv, it doesn't affect the Hatsir that's on the side of it. So they were not lenient on this subject of Bitul as well. The last deen that Shemuel said was in a place where it's Asur to carry, uh, and even if you made an eruv, the eruv is not going to allow you to carry. What's a case like that? So the Gemara said the case is talking about where you have a goy that is living in the uh, Hatser and he showed up on Shabbat. Uh, so therefore the Gemara says that in that case uh, it is forbidden uh, to make the Bitul uh, Reshut. Meaning, as we learned, uh, there was an opinion of Rabbi Yohanan. He held that actually in that case if the goy shows up on Shabbat he would be able to rent the goy's property and then one then all the members will make bitul reshut to one member and then that member will be able to carry in the hatzir we explained the reason why you need bitul reshut in that case is because once the goy comes back the eruv that they made on Elif Shabbat is now nullified so therefore they would have to uh, rent no eruv so now they have to just uh, make it at least for somebody permissible to carry. So therefore they would nullify their reshoot to one of the members, and then he can carry, and they would be able to carry also things that were in the Hatzir from before Shabbat. <coughs> in any event, those are the opinions of uh, Shemuel, uh, the way the Gemara said it on the previous daf. Uh, furthermore, uh, we discussed um, a... Mahloket, the Gabe making a bitul reshut from Hatser la Hatser, meaning when they're side by side. Whereas we learned Shemuel said uh, you cannot. And Rabbi Hanan argued, and he said no. In the case, even when they are side by side, it is permissible to make bitul reshut. So that's the way we learned uh, until now. And now the Gemara uh, gave us the opinion of Rava. Rava came along and was a little more stricter than Shemuel. Whereas Shemuel said when the Hatser, Penimi and the Hitsona case, it's permissible to make Bitul Reshut in all scenarios. However, Rava came along and said, <coughs> it's not so simple. Uh, actually, there's only one scenario in the Hitsona, Penimi, Hatser, Hatserot, only one scenario out of uh, four scenarios is it permissible to make Bitul Reshut. And we discuss the scenarios. Number one, let's say they put the Eruv in the Hitsona. Again, what are we trying to do? We need to join these two Hatserot together. You have to remember, <coughs> these are open to each other, and the Pinimi has rights of walking passageway into the Hatser Hitsona, because that's the only way it can get out. So therefore, technically, to, for both Hatserot to carry, you need a Eruv uh, that joins all parties. So, the way they would do it is, everybody would join the Shituf, and they would place their Eruv in one of the Hatserot. So let's say they place their Eruv in the Hitsona, in the outer uh, Hatser, and one of the guys in the Pinimi forgot to make the Eruv. So the Gemara said over there, uh, since uh, that fellow that forgot to join in the Eruv, he cannot mevatel his rights to the Pinimi people, because the Eruv is not there, the Eruv is not by them, and he cannot also 
mevatel to the Hitsunah, the people in the Hitsunah, because we have a rule of Rava that says, En bitul mechatser lechatser. So therefore, in that case, there is no uh, option. So therefore, both the Pinimi is Asur, and the Hitsuna is Asur as well. Because the rule is, once the Pinimin is Asur, they Osir the Hitsuna. The second case of Rava was again where they placed the Eruv in the Hitsuna, like the first case. But in this scenario, one of the people in the Hitsuna forgot to make the Eruv. So in this case over here also, both Hatserot remain Asur. Because the fellow that forgot to make the join in the Eruv, he cannot move a to the Hitsuna, uh, because uh, once he uh, did not join in the Eruv, uh, the Eruv uh, that they made originally uh, now becomes Batel, and therefore the Penimi uh, obviously cannot carry, because the Ayruv is not by them, and uh, they cannot make bitul from Hatser to Hatser, which means the Pinimi guys uh, cannot <coughs> technically, uh, you know, uh, nullify their rights uh, to the people in the Hatser Pinimi, in the Hatser Hitsona. And therefore, the Hitsuna is also going to be Asur, because since they are able to walk in to the Hatser, and we have a rule of regular Asura bim Koma, the Pinimi is Asur in its place, so therefore they Osir also Shelo bim Koma. The third case was, if let's say they put the Eruv in the Pinimi, okay, it's the other the third case, you put the Eruv in the Pinimi, and one of the Pinimi, guys in the Pinimi inside, forgot to make the Eruv. <clears throat> so therefore this guy also, Bitul will not help Bitul the shoot. Uh, he cannot make Bitul uh, to the Pinimi people, to the people in his Hatser, because uh, the people in the Hitsona, where the Eruv is not, uh, since they have rights to walk into the Pinimi, uh, and now uh, they cannot move it, uh, so therefore they are uh, opened up to the Pinimi, which means when they had the Eruv, when the Eruv was viable, the Hitsona people were able to walk into the Hatser Pinimi now, because they all considered one. Uh, the fact that this guy now uh, did not make an Eruv, did not join the Eruv in the Pinimi, so now the Hitsuna still remains Asur to them, uh, because it's uh, they have rights to walk in, and since they have rights to walk in, but the Eruv is not by them, so therefore they are Asur in their area, and they are Osir the Pinimi as well. Uh, there is no option to uh, mevatel their uh, rights to give up their rights of passageway, because again, in between the shoot, the shoot. So now the Gemara gives the uh, fourth scenario. Shachach echad menachitzona. If let's say one of the members, again, we're talking about where the Eruv is in the Pinimi, but at this time, one of the members of the Chitzona forgot velo irav and did not make an Eruv with everybody else. Vadai Pinimit muteret. Interesting, in this case over here, the Pinimit is definitely permissible, meaning the Hitsona people, they're Asur. And what they will do is, they will relinquish their rights of passage into the Pinimit, and therefore, uh, the Pinimit will be permissible, uh, and the Hitsona will be 
forbidden logic. The achadad dasha umishtamsha, because the chatzer apinimit is able to basically close the door between their chatzer and the chitzona, meaning they're able to stop any shimush, uh, any usage, uh, joint usage from the chatzerot together, and therefore they can use their chatzer alone. Ve'achitzona asura. And the Hitsona remains uh, Asur, meaning there be two Reshut. The guy in the Hitsona that did not make the Eruv, did not join in the Eruv, his Bitul Reshut will not help for the Hitsona because since the Eruv is not by them, it's not in their Chatzir, so therefore the Bitul Reshut will not help for them. However, the Penimi will be permissible because the Penimi can close the door. Meaning they can lock them out. Therefore, the Hatzedah Hitzona is not going to be Osedah Penimit. Now, let's look at the uh, logic over here. Uh, normally, Ravah is teaching us that En Bitul Mirshut Hatzer Lehatzer. However, in this case, he says that indeed the Hitzona uh, is able to relinquish their rights to the Penimit. How does that work? Uh, so the Mepharshim uh, explain it is because it's the Chatzer HaChitzona that really ruined it for the Penimit. Which means by them not making an Eruv, one of the members of their Chatzer not making the Eruv or joining the Eruv, that's like a Peshia. And therefore uh, they uh, caused the Penimit to become Asur. So in such a case, we say that uh, they would be able to relinquish their rights for the benefit of the how does this work? So the Mephashim explained like this, that Shiz Lashon is, uh, the Pinimi is able to tell the people in the Hitzona, which means, the whole reason why we joined you in the Iruv is to our benefit, to have a Tikkun, and not to ruin. But now that we joined with you in your Hatzir, I mean the Pinimi that we joined with you in the Hatzir HaChitzona, so now we're getting negatively affected because of it. So therefore we're not interested in the negative effect. And therefore they want to close their door between their Hatzir and the Hitzona. Therefore meaning they want to desist from this Eruv, Mishutaf, uh, from this uh, joint Eruv. And therefore they want to be considered uh, alone. Now, uh, even though, uh, technically, by making the Eruv, the Hitzona now had rights to go into the uh, Penimit, and therefore once the Hitzona becomes Asur, they should be Osir as well. Because of those rights, they should be Osir the uh, Penimit. Uh, however, the Hidush is over here, is that uh, that claim, that they can say that uh, we made the Eruv to fix ourselves and uh, to, to benefit ourselves and not to ruin ourselves. So therefore, it would be permissible in this case for Bitul Reshut. Now, uh, let's discuss for a moment uh, the third case uh, that we had and analyze why you cannot say this same Sevara. In the third case, uh, the Eruv was also um, uh, was in the Hatzer HaPenimit and one of the members of the Penimit forgot to join the Eruv. In this case we are not going to say 
that uh, you can use the concept of bitul reshut. Uh, and then, so to speak, uh, they'll close the door, the pinimit guys will close the door to the hatzer uh, and therefore uh, allow themselves to, to carry. Uh, in this case over here, they cannot use the sevara of the tikuneh shitfun chem because they themselves are the one that caused the problem. Which means when the problem emanates from the penimi, where one of their guys did not make uh, an eruv, so therefore they don't have this sevara to come along and say, well, you know, we want to, you ruined us, you ruined yourselves. You, well, you, by, by one of the guys in the Hatzir Pirimi not making the Ayruv, he ruined it for everybody else. So therefore, then we go back to the rule of Rava that says, you cannot make an Ayruv from Hatzir, you cannot make Bitul from Hatzir to Hatzir. So let's review this uh, fourth case. The fourth case, fourth case, that, that's the only case that Rava learns where technically it'll be okay, is if the Ayruv is in the uh, Pinimi, and one of the guys in the Hitzonah did not join in the Ayruv, then the Pinimi is muteret. Even though the Hitzonah is going to be Asur, again because uh, uh, that Hatser is Asur, the Ayruv is not by them, so therefore their Bitul is not going to help to the other members of the Hatser Hitzonah, so therefore technically they're Asur, and technically they should be Osir now uh, to uh, the Pinimi. But in this case, the Pinimi can say, listen, we joined you in order to help the situation, not to make it worse. Now you're making it worse, so we're, we're closing you out. And therefore, we are, uh, you know, the uh, Chitzunah can now, or the Pinimi, I say, can close the door uh, on the Hatzid Chitzunah, and therefore to uh, refrain the usage, and therefore they can use it. Uh, themselves. So that's the only case in back-to-back Hatserot that uh, Rava will say it is permissible to make a bitul uh, reshut in order to allow at least one of the Hatserot to uh, carry. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. Amar le Ravuna bered Rabbi Yoshua le Rava. So Ravuna bered Rabbi Yoshua comes to Rava and says, "Vehi shachah ehad mina pinimit," which means we're going back to the third case when one of the guys in the pinimit forgot to join in the iruv. Velo irev, amayshten asurot. Why are you telling me that both hasurot are forbidden? Libatel bar pinimit. Let the uh, fellow in the penimi who forgot to join in the Let him be reshut to the rest of the members of the penimit. And now <coughs> everybody is permissible because if he was mevatilz reshut, so therefore he's out. You have the fellows in the penimit that own the whole reshut to themselves now, and the chitzuna that they made an eruv with already. So therefore. Uh, why shouldn't that uh, why, why shouldn't that be good to allow both uh, Hatserot uh, to carry? Which means once the guy in the Pinimi made bitul to his bene Hatserot, so therefore it should help the Hatser Hitzonah. Which means why is this considered bitul Hatser le Hatser? You're not making bitul Hatser le Hatser. He's making the bitul to his bene Hatser. Once he makes the bitul to his bnei hatzer, so he's out. So once his pinimi, now it's only considered 
however many people are left over. So therefore, um, the Ayruv is by them. So therefore, everybody's considered living in the Pinimi, because that's what the rule is. Wherever the Ayruv is, that's where everybody's considered uh, living. And therefore, uh, the Hitsona people now are also considered living by the Ayruv. So why is that case considered be tool from the shoot to the shoot? He doesn't have to mevatel his rights to the Bnei Hatzeda Hitsona. By mevatelling his rights to the members of the Pinimi, so automatically he's out. The Ayruv is by them. So that means the Hatzeda Hitsona is also considered by them. And everybody's uh, united. Why does not that work? Kemara says, Keman Kirbili Aizir. What do you think? We're going like Nabili Aizir? The Amar Enot Sarikh le Batel Reshut, they call it Had Vehad. Nabili Aizir Shita is that when you make Bitul, you do not have to be Mivatel to every member that is in the group. Meaning, in this case, you have members in the Pinimi and you have members in the Pritzona. Nabili Aizir says, no, you don't have to Mivatel to every single member. So you're right, according to the Bili Ayazid, this option would work. Let him be vatil just to one of the members in the Pinimi, and once he's out, now already the Pinimi and the Hitsuna are considered united based on their Eruv. But we're not going like the Bili Ayazid. Kika Amina, the Rabbanan. This statement was made according to Shitab the Rabbanan, the Amri that say, Sarikh le vatil, the Chol Ehad, the Ehad. That when you make Bitul, you have to make Bitul to every single member in the Hatzir. Ah, so the, in the group. So therefore, if you have to make bitul to every member, so that means you're going to have to make bitul to the members in the Hatser HaChitzunah as well. Ah, Rabbi Azul is in, Osim bitul mehatser lehatser. So therefore, uh, that would not be an option. So again, Rabbi Shita was said, in case number three, following the Banan's opinion, and not Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, let's uh, see if we can put a, uh, a, a summary to somebody, Dinim, uh, that we learned regarding Shemuel and the concept of Bitul uh, Reshut. <coughs> and uh, what we started this year with, we will continue with. Kol makom she'osrim u'me'arbin me'batlim. That was the first rule of Shemuel, which meant any place where it's a suit for them to carry, the only way to carry is through an Eruv, then Bitul Reshut works. Uh, the way Rav Sheshat explained that case of Shemuel, that rule, was, like we learned till now, two Hatserot, Zu, Lifnim, Mizu, back to back for each other. Uh, and therefore, uh, we understood it, according to Abaye, in all scenarios, the people of the Hatserah Pinimi can bevatel their rites of passage to the Hitzonah. And therefore, uh, they would be, the Hitzonah now, would be permissible to carry. Uh, that's the opinion of uh, Abaye. I mean, in all cases, Shemuel was lenient. Uh, however, according to Rava, that only applies to one scenario, case number four, where they put the Eruv in the Hatzel Pinimit and a guy in the Chitsona forgot. Then the uh, people in the uh, Chitsona can mevatel their rights to the Pinimit, as we said. And therefore the Pinimi will be permissible. The Pinimi's logic over there is they could say you ruined us uh, by making this, by joining you in, we did it for our benefit. Now by one of you guys forgetting to make the Eruv, you ruined us, so we're going to lock our door. And therefore they can mevatel uh, their rights to walk in. Even though it's forbidden, they mevatel their rights to go into the Pinimi, and therefore they will be 
Asur, the Hitzonah will be Asur, that is, and the Pinimi will be permissible. That is the first case. The second case of Shemuel, second ruling, I should say, of Shemuel was, Me'arbin ve'en osrin, where they can make an Iruv, uh, and they're not Osir each other, meaning, uh, like the case where the Hatsut were side by side, so then Bitu Rishut does not apply. Uh, that was the case. Uh, however, Rabbi Hanan argued on that and said, no, you can even make bitul shoot on Hatzorot that are side by side. Third scenario was, Osrin ve'en me'arvin en mevatin. Which means, even when you're making iruv, if it's still asur, bitul shoot doesn't work. Uh, Rav Sheshat gave the example where you have a goy in the Hatzor, where iruv is not enough. You need to make actually bitul, uh, you actually have to rent from the goy, and then you have to make bitul shoot. So in that case over there, uh, according to Shemuel, the way Rav Shishad is understanding him, Bitul Rishut will not work. Again, Rabbi Hanan argued uh, on that. If you remember, that was the case we had a few dapim ago, where Rabbi Hanan told the members of the Hatser, rent from the Goy on Shabbat and then make Bitul Rishut. So that is basically the summary of the uh, cases that we have been discussing. And now our Gemara uh, <coughs> moves on. Rav Hizdav, Rav Sheshat, Ki Pag'eh Bahadeh Hadadeh. When Rav Hizdav and Rav Sheshat used to uh, meet each other, Rav Hizdav Marte'an Sifvateh Mimatnayata de Rav Sheshat. Says Rav Hizdav's lips would shake or shudder in fear from the broad knowledge of Rav Sheshat in the Mishnayot. And he was scared that maybe Rav Sheshat might ask him a contradiction in Mishnayot and uh, actually ask him to reconcile it. So Rav Chazda would shake, his lips would shake from fear. And the opposite, that Rav Sheshat, Marta kule gufe, me pilpule de Rav Chazda. And Rav Sheshat, his whole body would shudder and shake from the depth of wisdom of Rav Chazda, fearing that uh, maybe Rav Chazda would ask him a sharp uh, question. Uh, and basically, what they're going to discuss now is uh, Shemuel's uh, rules, which we're talking till now, of Bitul Reshut. Uh, meaning, the case where Shemuel said Bitul Reshut works was when you have the Hatserot back to back to each other, uh, because the only way to matir carrying is through an Iruv, a joint Iruv. And uh, when they're side by side, uh, since uh, they can make a separate eruv, uh, each chatzir amongst themselves, so then bitul shoot uh, does not work. Again, so the two principles that Shemuel said you need for bitul shoot to work is, uh, you need me'arvin, uh, which means that they're able to make an eruv, and they're oslin, which means uh, the type of uh, Hatzir, for example, back to back, they'll osir each other uh, if they do not make an aruf. Uh, Rabbi Hanan said, you don't need uh, that much. Which means he said you could say bitul reshut even in a case where they're not osir on each other. For example, from one hatzir to another when they are side by side. So the Gemara asks, Ba'amine Rav Hizda Rav Sheshat. Rav Hizda asks Rav Sheshat. Shnei batim mishnei tzideh reshut arabim. You have two homes on two sides of the Shut Rabim. Ubao Nukhrim and the Guim came on Shabbat, Vikifum Mechitza Bishabbat. 
and they put up walls on both sides of the homes to now enclose the area. So the question the Gemara says, Mahu, what is the deen? Which means now uh, those people in the homes want to carry in that enclosed area. So can one member of the home mivatel his rights to the other member in order to make the other member permissible to carry uh, in between the walls? So the Gemara says, Aliba deman de amar. Uh, according to the opinion that we said above, in bitul reshut, mehatzer lehatzer, that you cannot make bitul reshut from one hatzer to the other, lotivailach. There's no question that it would not work, bitul reshut in this case. Why? Ashta. In the case where you have the Hatserot that were close to each other, the ibaou where technically each Hatser was able to make uh, in Iruf together on Friday, they were able to make an Iruf Amar, and still you said, and you still said what? That you cannot make Iruf from Hatser to Hatser, because bottom line, you're missing that factor of Isud, because each because each one of these Hatserot are not Osir each other. Which means according to Shemuel, you needed two factors. You needed to make an Eruv. Eruv has to work. But uh, you also have to have a situation where the Hatserot are Osir one another. So in this case, when you have Hatserot next to each other, you have one of the two factors. It is Eruvable. Meaning they could have made an Eruv on Erev Shabbat. However, they're not Osir each other, being that they are next to each other. So the Gemara says, Aha! But in our case, Here, Eruv is not even an option. Which is, if these two homes wanted to make an Eruv for themselves on Erev Shabbat to make a Shituf, they would not be allowed because there was no walls on Erev Shabbat. Local chicken. So all the more so in this case, uh, Bitul would not work. Because in this case over here, you don't have any of the conditions of Shemuel. In this case over here, uh, we don't have the Eruv option, and also uh, the uh, Osrin, the fact that they're Osir on each other. So therefore, uh, the Gemara says, according to the opinion that we learned according to Shemuel, that from one Hatser to another, that's side by side. Bitul doesn't work, because even though Eruv is possible, but they're not Osir each other, Koshikin in this case where Eruv is not even an option, because you could not be me'arev on Erev Shabbat, because in this case, but Erev Shabbat, it was a, it was a Rishut Arabim. You have to remember, there was no walls uh, over here going into Shabbat. The Goyim put up the walls on Shabbat. So Eruv, uh, before Shabbat, was not up to live for sure. Bitul Rishut, meaning one of the members of one home, cannot be vatel his rights to that common area on Shabbat. That is not an option. So comes again and says, Kita ve'elach, our question is going to be, Ali ba'demam de'amar, yesh bitul deshut mehatser lehatser. It's going to be, according to Rabbi Yohanan that said, there is bitul deshut from one chatser to the other. Ha'tam di'iba'u de'iru be'me'itmol matzu ma'arbe. There, in the case of chatser to chatser, they were able to make a shituf amongst themselves before Shabbat. So, batulei na'meh matzeh, Mevatim. And therefore, we said Bitul Rishut is viable. I mean, according to Rabbi Yohanan, all you need is one uh, condition. So long as the areas can be joined through Shituf, 
then bitul reshut is also an option. Here you don't even have one option, which means you can't even make an eruv. You could not make an eruv in this area on Friday because there was no walls, and therefore it was a total reshut beam, so there was no enclosed area. So therefore I'll say, So therefore certainly you cannot make bitul reshut as well. Or dilma, or maybe loshena, or maybe I'll say that there is no difference, which means. Uh, he will say that maybe you don't need any conditions to make bitul reshut, even in a case where it's not uh, possible to make an eruv and it's not will sit on each other going into Shabbat. Still, Rabbi Yohanan will say it's permissible to make bitul reshut. Amar le, so the Gemara says that Sheshat answers Rav Chizda and mebatelin, which means even according to Rabbi Yohanan, you cannot make bitul reshut, which means at least. According to Rehani, you need one of the conditions. Uh, that at least it has to be shayach to make an iruv going into Shabbat. And since this is not shayach to make an iruv, because the walls were not there, so therefore, in this case, Abu Hanan himself will also be mahmir. Okay, so now we go analyze a, another case. We also learned a bav. That what? Let's say the people in the iruv, in the hatzer, they made an iruv uh, properly uh, for Shabbat. And in the middle of Shabbat, uh, the goy uh, resurfaced. So we so said when the goy resurfaces, the eruv becomes batel. So Rabbi Hanan said in that case that you could make sechirut to the goy on Shabbat, and then the Jews themselves will batel there to shoot to one of the members, uh, and therefore it'll be uh, permissible for at least that member to carry. Shemuel said no. That case bitul uh, reshut is not an option because again. Uh, the condition of me'arbin uh, is not applicable. Because in the case where you have a goy, eruv uh, is not matir, the carrying. And Shemuel, Shemuel's rule was that in the case where eruv is not uh, uh, making the heter, for example, in the case where there's a goy, so then bitul reshut uh, does not work as well. In this case over here, in the case we discussed before, uh, they cannot make an eruv uh, on Eidem Shabbat. Um, because uh, bottom line, even if they would make an eruv on Eidim Shabbat, it's not considered an eruv for them to carry because the goy showed up on uh, Shabbat itself. Uh, so therefore, uh, since it's not eruv, it's not sheyach to make an eruv. Shemuel held you cannot also make bitul reshut. So that was the machlokin Shemuel and Rabbi Yohanan. So the Gemara asked the following question. Again, according to Shemuel, you could not make an Eruv in that case on Friday to alleviate a situation where the Goy is going to show up on Shabbat. Once the Goy shows up on Shabbat, the Eruv that they made is not viable. So that's not considered being able to make an Eruv. That Eruv does not stand. So therefore, Bitul did not work. So the Gebra said, what about this case? Met Nukhri B'Shabbat. If let's say the Jews were living uh, in a Hatser uh, with a Goy, and uh, they did not rent his uh, property, let's say, and they did not make uh, an Eruv amongst themselves. And in the middle of Shabbat, the Goy died. Okay, so they don't have an Eruv. There was a Goy there. Nothing was adjusted before Shabbat. On Shabbat itself, the Goy now dies. So the Gemara says, Mahu. What is the deen? Which is, now, can at least the Jews mevatil their issue to one of the members of the Hatzir in order for them to uh, carry? According to the opinion of Rabbi Hanan that says on Shabbat 
not only are you allowed to make bitul reshut, but you're allowed to even make sikhirut from a goy. Rabbi Yohanan was matir everything. When the goy was alive, he said you could rent the property from him, and then you can make bitul reshut. Lo there's no question. In the case we learned earlier, Rabbi Yohanan allowed you to do two things, meaning you could make sikhirut, and you could also make bitul reshut. Although also one should be permissible. In this case, you don't have to make sikhirut from the goy, because the goy died. So certainly bitul reshut, according to Rabbi Yohanan, will be good. So the question is going to be, Ali the Amar in Sukhrin. The opinion is going to work. The question is going to be according to Shimuel that he said that when the Nukhri backs out, oh, I'm sorry, when the Nukhri uh, returns on Shabbat, then the Jews cannot rent uh, from the Goy and they cannot as well make bitul reshut. So the Gemara says, yeah, tarte'u de lo'abdina. Maybe the Shemuel was mahmid not to do two processes, meaning sikhirut from the goy and then bitul reshut. Ha hada abdinan. Or maybe Shemuel will say, but one process, in this case you have to make sikhirut. So maybe just bitul reshut, he'll say it's permissible. Odilma, or maybe loshena, or maybe uh, we're not going to make a hiluk, and therefore even if the goy uh, died on Shabbat, and the only thing you need is bitul reshut alone to matir the hatzer, still the bitul will not work. Which means, bottom line, Shemuel will hold. Since in this case over here, you could not make an iruv on Erev Shabbat, which means uh, on Erev Shabbat when the goy uh, was alive, so iruv is not matir. So therefore, even if he died on uh, Shabbat, and you don't have to make sikhirut, so bitul will not will not work. So the Gemara wants to know to what extent was Shemuel saying his din. Amar le, so Rav Sheshat again answered Rav Hizda, Ani Omer Mebatelin. He says in this case over here, I hold that Shemuel will agree that you can make uh, bitul leshut. Uh, what's the logic over here? Because the cases are not similar. In the case where the goy. Uh, returned on Shabbat, uh, that for sure Shemuel says you cannot make bitul, uh, the, the shoot, because you were not able to make eruv, because the eruv that you made on Friday does not help a situation where the goy returns on Shabbat. But in the case where the goy dies on Shabbat, the eruv that you would potentially be able to make on Erev Shabbat, that would help a case, that would still work in the scenario where the goy uh, dies on Shabbat. Uh, which means, again, when the goy dies uh, on Shabbat, technically they were able to rent this property made of Shabbat and make an eruv that te- technically works. So therefore, in this case over here, there is Shemuel's rule. When the eruv works, so therefore bitul reshut works as well. And therefore, uh, uh, Rav Sheshat answered that, in this case, mebatlin. However, vehamnuna, that's referring to Rav Hamenuna, Amar and Mibatlin. He says no, Shemuel will say in this case also that you cannot be Mibatel Reshut to, uh, to one of the members in the Hatser. That would be the opinion of Rabbi Menasin's bottom line. They could not have made an Iruv on Erev Shabbat. Why couldn't they make an Iruv? Because who said that the Goy is going to agree to rent their rent his property? Now, Iruv only works if the goy uh, acquiesces to rent the property. And since it's not so pashut if he's going to agree or not, so therefore uh, it's considered a case of in ma'arvin, and therefore Shmuel would hold his uh, ground that one cannot make bitul. So that is a mahlok, it comes out in a case where the goy died on Shabbat, uh, are they allowed now, the members, to make bitul to shoot to one of the members, in a case where they didn't make an iruv 
according to Rav Sheshat, yes, mebatin. According to Rav Menuna, in mebatin. But that's only in Shemuel. According to the opinion of uh, Rabbi Yohanan, certainly would be permissible to make bitul reshut in that case. Comes the Gemara and continues. Amar Rabbi Yudam al Shemuel. Nochri, you have a guy that's living with Jews. Sheesh lo petah. Now he has a uh, a door. And the door is Arba'a al Arba'a. Small door, four tefahim by four tefahim, or for that matter, larger. Patuah al which means that door is opened up into a large valley, which means he's part of the uh, Hatser, and he has one door of his house that opens up into the Mavui, but he has another uh, door from his house that opens up into a large Bik'ah. So the question is going to be well, what do we consider him? Do we consider him part of the Mavui? And therefore, he needs to be dealt with to rent his property uh, before Shabbat. Or do you say, no, since he has a door that's opened to the Bik'ah, that's behind the Mavui, so maybe we don't consider the Goy there technically as a member of the Mavui. And therefore, you don't even have to rent his property from before Shabbat. So the Gemara says, Even if the Goy brings in uh, items, in and out, Gemalim ukronot, kolayim kudo, Camels and wagons, even if he uses the mavui, bringing in stuff into his chatzin, into his house, he's not osir to the members of the mavui, they do not have to join him in the shituf. Because he's more concerned to use the primary door. The primary door for him is the one that's open to the bik'ah. Because it's much wider, it's much bigger, there's more uh, air, and therefore, uh, regarding his status in the Mavui, he's considered like a guest. He really doesn't use the Mavui as much as he would use the opening to the uh, Bika'ah. So therefore, even though he's in the Hatser, he has a door open to the Mavui, since he has a door open to a Bika'ah, a large valley, we consider him as part of the valley and not part of the Mavui, even though he's using the Mavui. But that's not his Ikar area, and therefore it is permissible to uh, make shituf with everybody else, and you don't even have to be concerned about the goy. It's not even considered a residence. So the Gibran now had a question. Let's say instead of the goy's uh, door being opened up into a valley, it was opened into a karpef. A karpef is like a, uh, a storage area. It's not as wide or not as big as a bik'ah, uh, but it's a, it's a large place, let's say, of the open area, let's say they would store wood over there, like we learned earlier. So therefore the question is, uh, is that going to be considered also his main usage to the side of the karpef, and therefore we have no uh, problem with him in the uh, mavui. So Rav Nachman bar said in the name of the, uh, the rabbis, meaning that she says he heard from his rabbi, from his rabbi all the way back, Afilu patuah lekarpef that the law is indeed even if the goy's house is opened up to a karpef he rather that his main entrance and therefore uh, it's wider than the mavui at least therefore that is his main entrance and therefore he's not osir the members of the mavui comes the gemara and says rabban and yosef tarmitavayu rabban and yosef that both said nochri yavagoy bet satayim <clears throat> Osir. Again, you have a goy that's living in a mavui, and he has a uh, a door that's opened up to a karpef. If the karpef is, let's say, 
bit satayim. Remember we learned earlier, bit satayim is basically 5,000 amot square. So if it's bit satayim, 5,000 amot square or less, so then already he's going to oser on the bene mavui. Why? Because that's considered a small karpef. And therefore, it's not so... Um, beneficial for the goy to use such a karpef, and therefore his main entrance and usage will be in the mavui itself. So now we're giving a rule of how big the karpef has to be for it to consider a main uh, usage for the goy to consider him outside of the uh, mavui, not to osir the rest of the anche uh, mavui. So we're saying now, if it's betza time or less, too small. Goy doesn't consider that as a primary usage area. Therefore, his exit and entrance is from the Mavui side. Therefore, he's Osir. Yotin mi betzataim in Osir. But if it's more than 5,000 squared, then already we say that that is his primary uh, area, and therefore it is going to be uh, permissible for the Jews to make a shitu for themselves, and they do not have to deal with the Goy. The Israel, but regarding a Jew, it's the exact opposite. Betzataim in Osir. Which means, you have a Jew that's living in the Mavui, and he has also a door that's opened up to a Karpef. And let's say this guy forgot to be joined in the Eruv. So the question we want to know is, is he Osir, everybody else? So we say, if the Karpef, let's say, is Bet uh, Satayim, 5,000 square or less, so in that case, he is not going to Osir on the uh, people of the Mavui. Why? Because since the Jew does not carry uh, big loads on Shabbat, on Shabbat, what does he need to carry? So therefore, it's enough for him to have a small karpef to suffice all his needs. And therefore, he'll use that even more than the Mavui. So therefore, again, since he has opening to a karpef, even though it's a small karpef, it's 5,000 amma square or less, it'll be considered permissible for the rest of the Jews to carry with their shituf, even though this guy forgot to join, because he's not considered as part of the Mavui. Being that he has a door <coughs> open to a karpef, and the karpef for the Jew is usable on Shabbat, therefore he's not osir. However, However, if the karpef is <coughs> larger than bet uh, satayim, and uh, that she points out that it was not uh, walled for residents, so then it's going to be forbidden, the, the people in the mavui, if this Israel forgot to uh, join in the uh, Why? Because a karpef, that's more than betzatayim, that was not walled for uh, residence, so Hakamim gave that its status of a karmelit. And therefore in a karmelit, a Jew was not allowed to carry more than for amot. And therefore, he's not interested on that side of the uh, of the karpef. That karpef is a suit to carry. So therefore, he wants to be part of the mavui, where carrying is technically permissible. Only problem is, he forgot to Join the in the in the Ayruv. so therefore he is osed everybody else. So let's review. <clears throat> when it comes to a goy, we say if it's a small karpef, uh, meaning up to betzatayim, then we say the primary door is the mavui's door, so he's part of the uh, mavui. So you have to deal with him. If it's bigger than betzatayim, he'd rather use the bet, uh, the larger area of the karpef, and he's not osed. But the Jew is the exact opposite. When it's small. And the Jew will opt to use that exit and doorway on Shabbat because he doesn't need such a big area to bring his stuff in and out and he's not carrying so such big loads so therefore he's not going to osir he's going to be considered part of the karpef even if he forgot to make an eruv but if it's bigger than betzatayim which is considered a karmelit so now already he does not want that area because he cannot carry more than four more he's going to want to be part of the mavui 
But he didn't join in the Ayrub and the Mavoy. So therefore he has the ability to be Osir them. Comes again, Maran says, Ba'amine Ravabar Haklahim Ravuna. Patuwa le Karpef. The Goy's house is open to Karpef. Mao. Similar question that we just discussed. Amarle, Hare Amru. Betzataim Osir. Yotame Betzataim en Osir. We said already that if it's, if it's Betzataim or less, he is uh, Osir on the Mavui. Uh, and if it's more than Betzataim, he is not Osir. Comes again and continues. Amar Ula. Amar Buhanan. Karpef. You have a, an area that is more than Betzatayim, more than 5,000 square, that was not walled for residence. Which means, even if it is tremendous, which means even if it is a kur, which is 30 times Betzatayim, uh, which means if Betzatayim is 5,000 square, this is... Uh, I should say 15 times. I repeat, kud would be 15 times more than betzatayim, <coughs> and therefore it would be 75,000 square. Vaafilu kurayim, and even if it's two kud, meaning 150,000 square, and even if it's a tremendous uh, area, hazorek letocho. And again, it's walled, but it's not walled for residents. So hazorek letocho. If somebody throws into that area from Rishut Rabim, hayav. So we learned it's really minatorah Rishut Yahid. Therefore, if he throws in that area, he's going to be hayav on Shabbat Korban Hatat for throwing something from Rishut Rabim to Rishut Yahid. My tama, what's the logic? Bottom line, there's walls around it, and that's surrounding the whole karpef, and that makes the area minatora a rishutayit. Doesn't matter how big the area is. Ela, the only problem is shemehuseret diurin. It's only missing uh, residents. So legabe that since there's no residents, the rabbis lachmir also gave it a status of a karmelit. Meaning, you would not be allowed to carry in that karpif as well more than for amot. So therefore, we're taking everything to Chumrah here. Minat Torah is considered a shuti yachid, because of the walls. So you cannot throw from the shuti rabim into it. From the Rabbanan, the rabbis put an added restriction that what? It's considered a karmelit, that what? You would not be allowed to carry in it, within it, more than for amot. Matif Rav Huna Bar So Rav Huna Bar asked a question. Sela Shebayam. You have a big rock that is in the yam, in the water. Gavawa Asara. It is tentifahim high, meaning it protrudes above the water tentifahim. The rochab and its width is arba'a, four by four. So that area is considered technically a reshut yachid. That's the dimension of reshut yachid. So it says, in mitaltelin, lo min tocho layam. It is permissible to carry from it into the yam. Ve lo min hayam letocho. Nor can you carry from the yam onto it. Again, yam, as we learned in Masikha Shabbat, the waters are considered a karmelit. The sela, having the dimensions of ten tefahim high, four tefahim wide, is considered a reshut hayachid. And it's forbidden, rabbinically, to carry from a reshut hayachid to a karmelit or vice versa. So the Gemara says, pachot mikan. However, if, let's say, the dimensions of the sela are 
less than ten tefachim metaltelin. So then it is permissible to carry from the yam to the selah or the selah to the yam. Because in that case, it's less than ten tefachim. The selah itself has the status of a karmelit. Uh, so therefore, you can carry technically from a karmelit to a another karmelit. So the Gemara says, a Mishnah, the statement says, ad kama. Which means, how big does the Selah have to be that this law will be applicable? Ad bet satayim. Until bet satayim. And so long as the rock is up to bet satayim, 5,000 square, this law applies. Now the Gemara wants to know, this ad kama, and the answer ad bet satayim, in what regard, referring to which law is this applying to? So the Gemara says, ah, yeah. Where is this last statement ad kama referring to? Ilima asefa. If you tell me it's going on the last din in the Mishnah, meaning that which we said is permissible to carry from the uh, rock to the yam and vice versa, when it's less than ten tefachim, so you're telling me what that is considered a kamelit up until when betzatayim. So long as it's up to betzatayim, tfe lo. But what if it's more than betzatayim? Then already you're telling me it's no good. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Even if it's more than Betzatime, which means uh, even if it is more than Betzatime, uh, it still has the status of a Karmelit. Uh, and therefore, technically, it should be permissible to go from the uh, Yam to the uh, Sela, and the Sela. So long as you don't carry for Amot, but you can run the truth to another be permissible. So it cannot be referring to that case. So it must be going back to the uh, first case. And what is the first case? And this is what uh, the Brayta is saying. Selah shebayam, that which we said that you have a selah on the yam. Gavua asara berochav arba'a, ein metaltelin lo metochol ayam, velo menayam netochol. You cannot go from the rock to the yam, the yam to the rock. Now, because we said that it has a din of a reshut hayachid, and the rabbis were said from reshut hayachid to a karmelit. Now, ve'ad kama, on until how big do we consider this din? Ad bet satayim, which means until bet satayim, implying that what? Up until bet satayim, then we consider the rock at the shuti yachid. Hayater mi bet satayim, implying that if the rock was bigger than bet satayim, metaltelin, that it would be permissible. So what do you see over here? That an area that was not hukaf ledira, that is more than bet satayim, is not considered the shuti yachid at all. Alma karmeliti. Smartwater karmelit lehakel, which means this would be a question on the Yuhanan. Because the Yuhanan came along and said that when you have a area, a karpev shlokafledira, that is more than Betzatayim, uh, he said that what? We consider it a reshuti yahid lahmir. That what? One will not be allowed to throw from a reshuti rabim into it. And we consider it a karmelit lahumrah. That one may not be allowed to carry for Amot in it as well. Here we see no. It's considered a full-fledged Karmelit when it's more than uh, Betsa time. Because the Prayta is saying only Ad Kama, only when it's Ad Betsa time. But if it's more than Betsa time, the rock, then we say you can go from the rock to the Yam and the Yam to the rock. Implying what? That it's considered a full-fledged Karmelit.
So the Gemara is going to give two answers to this question on the Buhanan. Again, basically the question is, something that is more than Bet Satayim, that it was low kafli dira, the Buhanan considers it a Rishut Hayahid, whereas for this bright, that's Mashra, it is a full-fledged Karmelit. Amarabah, man de lo yadat terutse matnayata, <laughs> the one that does not have an answer, but I thought, to yufta motif le Rabbi Yohanan. So he asks questions from a bride to Rabbi Yohanan. Uh, because it's a very easy way to answer it. Le'olam aresha. I could tell you, like you wanted to say, that that statement of ad kama ad time is going on the resha. Which means that we said what? That if it's less than betzatayim, <coughs> then it will be forbidden to carry from the rock to the yam and the yam to the rock because it's considered a reshut yaqid. But this is uh, what the implication is supposed to be. Which means, when we said in the beginning of the Brayta that you cannot carry from the rock to the yam or the yam to the rock, the implication is but on the rock itself, it would be permissible to carry. Which means, that is the implication. Which means, what is Asur from rock to yam, yam to rock? However, betocho, but if you wanted to carry in the perimeter or the area of the rock itself, it would be permissible to carry more than fu'amot, because that's the din of reshuti yachid. Ve'ad kama, oh, until which uh, which, how big do we still consider it a reshute yahid in the sense that will let you carry more than four amot? At bet satayim, meaning until bet satayim, the rabbis didn't make any gizerot. Until bet satayim, it's considered a full fledged reshute yahid, and therefore you can carry in it four amot. Once it's more than bet satayim, it's still considered reshute yahid min Torah, but the rabbis restricted now and made it a humrah that they're going to consider the karmelit. Since it's a big area, not to confuse it with a Rishut Rabim, and therefore would be forbidden to carry even for Amot in that area. So therefore, again, uh, according to this answer, uh, who's answering this answer? Rava. Rava is coming along and saying, really, Rabbi Hanan is right. More than Beit Satayim is still considered Rishut Yahid. And you have no question from this Braita. Because this Braita implication was as follows. It is always forbidden to carry from the yam to the uh, the selah. When it's ten high and four wide, no matter how large it is. Because it's always a reshut yachid. The hitush is that when it's less than betzatayim, it'll be permissible to carry even on the rock itself, more than foremost, because it's a reshut yachid midoraita. And the rabbis are not restricted from karmelit status. However, if it's more than Beit Satayim, Minat Torah, it's Rishut Yachid. So of course you would not be allowed to carry from the Yam to the Sela and vice versa. However, it'll still be forbidden to even carry on the rock itself, because we'll say it is a Karmelit Le'ahmir, uh, which is uh, no question against uh, Rabbi Yohanan. And now the Vashay gives his answer. The Vashay Amat Le'olam Aresha. He said, yeah, I agree. That, that statement of the Brayta that said, Ad Kama Ad Betzatayim, that's going on the uh, Resha. Which means, we're going to say what? That the Resha we're talking about where the rock is ten high and four wide. And would the Resha say, it is going to be forbidden to go from rock to yam, yam to rock. And on that the Brayta said what? Ad Kama 
when is that forbidden? Only until it is less than Betzatayim. However, implying that if it was more than Betzatayim, it's mutar, mashma, that what the rabbis are giving you the status of a karmelit. So how are you going to answer that according to Rabbi Yohanan that says that we still treat it as a shuti yahid? So Gabra says, Hen amru, Hem amru, Hem amru. Which means it's the rabbis that made all these gizerot over here. What did the gizerot over here? Hen amru, the first gizerot they made was karpef yaten mi bet satayim shelo kaf ledira en metatelin bo ela be'arba amot. The first rule they gave was, Zeme karpef. If you have a karpef that is more than the first rule the Hakamin gave was if you have a karpef that is more than betsa time that's not ukafletira that was not walled for residence they said we're going to treat it as a karmeli you can't carry more than four because men are Torah it's a reshut yachid the rabbis came along and said no such a big area so people don't confuse whether the shoot had a beam we're going to treat it as a karmelit lahmir that's the first gizra they made Ben amru the same rabbis also made a uh, a, a general rule they also said that you cannot carry from a karmelit to a reshut yachid or vice versa that's also rabbinically uh, asur so now the gemara says like this bet satayim when you have an item that's betsa time or less, which means where it's permissible to carry throughout it, because it's not considered a karmelit, it's considered a total reshut yachid. Right? Because you can carry in that. The rabbis did not make the gezerah of a karmelit on something that is less than betzatayim. So therefore, technically, you can carry in that whole area. So the rabbis then put a rabbinical restriction that what? It's a reshut yachid, right? So therefore, <laughs> so therefore, you cannot go from the yam to it or it to the yam. What's the reason? Because the shoot hayachid gemurai. Because it is indeed a complete reshut hayachid, and therefore we're going to be machmir. Meaning, on the betsa uh, time area itself, you can carry as much as you want, but they forbade going from a karmelit to it. However, yater mi betsa If it is more than betsa taim, the rabbis made. Of Karmelit status that you cannot even carry in it more than for Amot. Sharu Rabbanan le So the rabbis said it is permissible mitocho la yam minayam letocho. They'll allow you to go from the yam to it and it to the yam. Maita ama. What is the reason? Dilma amre. Because we're going to be concerned that what? If you're going to forbid them from the yam to it. People are going to think Rishut Yaqid Gimurahi. They're going to think that it's a full fledged Rishut Yaqid. Even Midrabanan. And they might come to carry in the area uh, itself more than for Amot. And therefore, the first Gezerah that they made is going to be nullified that they said that what? That more than Betzatayim is considered a Karmelit. So, in order to. Uh, protect that second gezerah that they made sorry, in order to protect that first gezerah that they made, that more than a bet satam is considered a karmelit so they had to say it's permissible to go from the uh, yam to the 
Sela or the and the Sela to the Yam. Why? Because if they said it's forbidden, then the people would say, Oh, why is it forbidden? Must be we're treating this area more than bad time like it is Shutayahid. And if you're going to consider the Shutah, they're going to think that it's permissible to carry Barbamot. So therefore they uh, nullified that law, meaning they said it's permissible to carry from it. And therefore people will say, oh, if it's permissible to carry from it, must be we're treating it as a Karmelit. Oh, if we're treating it as a Karmelit, then obviously we're not allowed to carry more than four Amot in it itself. So the Gemara Again, basically says, according to uh, Rav Aseh, there was two Gezerot. Gezerot number one, a Karpef, that's more than Beit Satan, that was not Ukaf Nadira, it's considered a Karmelit, you can only carry up to for Amot. And they also said what? Rule number two, you cannot carry from a Rishutiyahi to a Karmelit. <clears throat> so they, once they made these two laws, the rabbis now are able to play with these laws as they want, to see fit. So they said like this, if it's Beit Satan more or less, that's Rishuti Yaqid Gamur, Minat Torah, and also Midrabanan. So you can carry in the whole area. So therefore they were Mahmir. And they said, you know what? We're going to say that it's Asur. If it's Betsatayim, it's going to be Asur to go from the Yam to it or it to the Yam. Why? Because Rishuti Yaqid Gamura it is. And we're going to be Mahmir to say what? That you can't uh, uh, carry as well from it. So the people will not come to make a mistake. It's definitely a humrah. So both the gezerot, uh, so there uh, the gezerah of the shuti to a, to a karmelit, which is the yam, uh, will uh, will stand. However, more than betzatayim, where the rabbis made their gezerah that said it's a karmelit, so therefore they had to say, oh, even though it's a uh, it's a sumed rabbanan, right? Even though Minat Torah is considered a Shut Yahid, and therefore technically it should be forbidden, Midrabanan, to go from the Selah to the Yam, they said it's permissible. Sharu Rabbanan Tatuleh. Why? Because if they would say that it is forbidden, people might think it's an Ishut Yahid Gimurah, they might even come to carry uh, on it more than four and then their Gezerah of more than Betzatayim is going to be not withheld. So the Gemara says, Umay which means, why is one of their gizirot more important than the other? Which means, uh, the hachamim uh, came along and uh, they wanted to keep their gizirot more than betzatayim. Uh, they wanted to say that uh, it's a karmelit. They wanted to enforce that gizirot. That more than betzatayim is considered a karmelit. So how do they enforce that? They said it is forbidden um, uh, they said, sorry, it is permissible to carry from the yam to it. Which means, even though the rabbis also said it's forbidden to carry from a reshuti yahid to a karmelit, they waived that law in order to keep the law of, uh, that it is considered a karmelit. Why is one law more, uh, are they concerned to preserve one law than the other law? So the Gabbara says, tocho shchiyah. Because, Carrying in the area of the karpef itself is very prevalent. And therefore, if the hachamim uh, made it uh, permissible to carry, let's say, in such a karpef area, uh, which is very big, they might come to carry in reshu tarabim. So therefore, the rabbis always wanted to preserve the carrying in the area to be mahmir, to treat it like a karmin. So that was more serious to them. 
and therefore carrying from one area to the other is not so prevalent. So therefore they waived that law to preserve the law of Betocho, because it's more prevalent, and therefore they might come to make a, a mistake. To carry uh, back to our uh, question, see how Rabbi answers. We had a question because, again, Rabbi Yohanan said on the uh, previous daf that if you have a karpif that is more than bet satayim, uh, right? So he said if somebody throws into it, it's going to be considered hayab, uh, meaning we consider it a deshut hayahid. Because bottom line, it is a mechitza. It's just missing uh, diurin, right? It just doesn't have uh, dwellers. Uh, so we are considering it a deshut yachid. So we, the question was, uh, what do you mean? We saw from this uh, bright over here that it was mashma uh, that more than betza time is only considered a karmelit. Uh, so uh, the Gemara's answer, according to Rabbi uh, Asher, is that uh, the rabbis uh, are the ones that uh, gave a uh, status that is forbidden to carry from a Rishut Yahid to a Karmelit. In this case, in a Khanami, it is a Rishut Yahid, 100%. Oh, so if it's a Rishut Yahid, why then isn't it Asur to carry from the Karmelit? To, to the, from the Yam to the Selah, if it is indeed a Rishut Yahid, because it's more than Bet Satay, the rabbis waive that law. Why? To preserve the law that the people will uh, not carry on it itself because it is a karmelit midrabanan and that's more prevalent. So therefore, in a khanami, it is a reshut yahid when it's more than betsa time. It is indeed a reshut, like Rabbi Yohanan said. Oh, so if it is, why then is it permissible to go to the yam to the selah? Because the rabbis needed to waive their law. Here are him amru, him amru. They said the law from the shutayit to come in is asur, and they're going to say it's mutar. Why? So the people will know, oh, if it's mutar, must be because we're treating it as a karmelit, and therefore, they'll know that they can't carry more than four more in that area. Why do we want to preserve that law? Because that is the more prevalent case. Baruch Amen